Welcome to Yoga Teachers Aid by Brie Outside, a podcast with resources and tools for yoga teachers. This is Coach Brianna, and in today's episode, we're talking about how to prepare for a class when you're nervous and maybe new to teaching yoga. (laughs) Apologies today. Um, Last week, I had a hard time recording this because my throat was dry and my voice was just cracking because I was recording it right after waking up. This week, I just had my wisdom teeth taken out a few days ago. My mouth is still a bit sore and my face is still really swollen, so I'm going to do my best, so bear with me. Um, But let's get started. So this might surprise you if you follow me on social media, especially if you've listened to any of my other podcasts. But I am an introvert, and I hate public speaking. Uh, But it's really surprised me how quickly I got comfortable teaching yoga classes. Um, Over the last year, I've taught both in-person outdoor classes and online classes. My smallest class had one student, and my largest class so far had about 65. So I still get nervous before each class just a little bit. But once I get started, the nerves kind of fade away. So these are just my tips as an introvert who hates public speaking and presenting things on how to feel less nervous before you teach a yoga class. Prepping your class 101. Step number one, write down your sequence. Um, I like to write my yoga class sequence down. That way I can take my notes with me to my mat. Uh, yes, I take my notes to the mat with me. That way, if my brain blanks out or I forget something, I can just glance over and jog my memory. I know some yoga teachers, a lot of times you won't see yoga teachers have their notes with them. And, you know, maybe they've been teaching for a really long time. I know a lot of yoga teachers also have a go-to sequence that they teach over and over again. Um, especially over the pandemic, there was, uh, some particular studios that I liked and I was taking classes at all the time. And I noticed that the teacher pretty much taught the same sequence every time or would just change one or two things. So they didn't need their notes because, you know, they had it down packed. But if you're still developing your go-to sequence, or if you like switching up your class every time, I would say write your sequence down. It just makes me feel better to have my notes there. And just because other teachers don't take their notes to the mat doesn't mean that you can't. Like, there's no rules. It makes me feel better, so I do it. And nobody, who's going to stop me, right? So if that is something that can help you feel better, write it down and take it to the mat. If you need a template for drafting your sequences, uh, the Yoga Teachers Aid website has um, a printable that you can download. You can get that printable either by joining the email list and that'll get you like a black and white printable. And it has uh, quite a couple, it's a few different templates. So there's just a standard list format. There's like a ladder sequence. There's, there's a couple of different templates that you can use to help you draft your sequence. Or if you want like a color one, I have a a printable one on the Yoga Teachers Aid website for $5 that you can download and you can reprint it as many times as you need it because it's a printable. So visit yogateachersaid.com for that. 
So step number two, we're moving on. Um, I know a lot of yoga teachers um, will wing it. And if you're comfortable winging it, good for you. Um, If you want to make sure that your class is going to fit the allotted time that you have, whether it's a 30-minute, 45-minute, or an hour, 90-minute class, uh, to me, it makes more sense to practice it rather than have to, like, come up with stuff on the fly. So I try to practice the sequence I want to do at least once beforehand. Um, First, it helps get rid of any awkward transitions, and then second, uh, you can see if it works for that length of the class. Um, Sometimes I find that I need to add or take out poses to make it work, so I I suggest practicing it. If you want to get a little crazy, you can also do your practice for your live class over Facebook Live or YouTube Live. I think it's a good idea for two reasons. One, it helps you feel like you're on while you're practicing. Sometimes even when I'm doing the live, I'll just tell people like, hey, I decided to go live because I'm practicing for this live class or for this event. I don't think you have to be scared. I don't, I've never had anybody actually tune in while I'm doing it live because it's usually just on the fly when I have a minute. Well, not a minute, but you know what I mean? 30 minutes to 60 minutes to practice. So I've never had anyone actually tune in. Um, So you don't really have to get that nervous, even if they do. Second, you're practicing, but you're also creating content at the same time. So you're making really good use of your time if you can do that. And you know, if you decide that you messed up too many times or you had to start over, whatever, you can always delete that video. You don't have to leave it up. Um, But yeah, again, if you want to get a little crazy while you're practicing, do Facebook or YouTube live. Something else you can do to practice your sequence is teach the class to a friend or a family member if you want to get some feedback, especially if you're teaching like a specialty class. If you're going to teach a chair class for people that are elderly or maybe people that have a physical disability, if you know someone that's in that target audience that you can practice with, um, it'll the feedback will probably be really helpful for you. Now, <laughs> on that note, if getting feedback from people you know terrifies you more than getting feedback from strangers, you're not alone. I'm in the same boat. So Yoga Teachers Aid also offers yoga class audits. If you want to get like a neutral opinion about a specific class or maybe just how you're doing as a teacher, so you can find that at yogateachersaid.com. I promise I'm not scary. (laughs) And obviously just there to help you become a better yoga teacher. But, you know, you have so many people around you that want you to succeed. And I'm sure that you can find someone nearby that can help you get some honest feedback. But if you can't, I'm here for you. Yogateachersaid.com. Moving on. So what to do when you mess up. So notice I use the word when and not if. You're probably going to mess up at some point. Even with my notes, um, especially at the beginning or the end of a class, I usually miss one of my sequence blocks or I forget a pose or two. So when this happens to me, I just keep going. And then I think about what's coming up later 
and try to figure out where I can add poses like on the fly. So if we're already on the floor, but I forgot a standing pose or two, I don't try to get people standing again. It's just, it's, I don't like doing that when I'm taking a yoga class. Um, I have an app that I use and I hate it when they like get me on the floor and I think I'm going to stay on the floor and then all of a sudden they're having me turn over to get back to down dog to do some chat. Like I hate it. So um, if we're already on the floor getting ready to wind down, I just add poses there. If I notice early on that I miss some stuff, that's always the best because then I have more time to figure out where to add stuff. Uh, just make sure when you mess up to pay attention to time so that you're not over adding or under adding. It's also okay to have a longer shavasana maybe if you find yourself, you know, still having a lot of time left. In my yoga teacher training, they wanted us to have, so we had to film 15 teaching videos that had to be an hour long, um, or, you know, some combination of 15 hours of teaching videos. They wanted us to do 11 minute shavasanas, which I thought was way too long personally. Uh, but they wanted us to do 11 minute shavasanas. So I'm just saying, if you need a longer shavasana, go for it. You can also, um, incorporate maybe some mindfulness practice into it at the end or like a body scan um, I would say just come up with some strategies mentally so that you're prepared if it happens. <laughs> so you're not just like, oh, what am I going to do? So yeah, body scan is um, a good one if you have a lot of time left because uh, sometimes I, especially early on, I had a bad habit of rushing through the practice uh, because that's what I do when I'm nervous. I speed up to get it done, right? But that doesn't work when you have a set amount of time for a class. So definitely just sit down, think of some strategies, like what am I going to do if this happens? What are my go-to poses? Um, and then you'll feel a lot better. <laughs> are you still nervous after listening to all of these suggestions? That's okay too. Um, it's going to take time before you feel like you know what you're doing. Keep practicing, keep teaching, and eventually it's going to get easier. I can tell you um, a year out, I feel so much better than I did when I just started. I still have a ton to learn, always going to be learning, always going to be perfecting our craft, but hey, it takes practice. And don't feel like you have to be perfect before you get started. You don't, okay? <laughs> uh, maybe that's just my personal philosophy, but I, I'm a doer. So you can spend years and hours and all the time in the world researching, um, but you at some point just need to jump in. I mean, you don't get better at, let's, let's keep with the swimming metaphor. You're not going to get better at swimming by reading about it, right? Or by watching other people do it. I think those things definitely help on your journey for sure. They're tools that you can use to get better, but you also have to get in the water and you have to swim. So do yourself a favor, jump in, jump in. 
and just get started. Start slow and it's going to get easier, I promise. All right, yoga teachers, I'm off my soapbox for the day. Uh, I did want to let you know, coming up on November 17th, I'm doing a lunchtime podcasting 101. Uh, Starting a podcast is pretty simple. So (laughs) there's a lot of ways you can do it. There's tons of different tools and resources out there. I'm going to show you in a very short amount of time just how to get started in a really simple manner and a really cheap manner because here at Yoga Teacher's Aid and Pre Outside, we're on a budget. So <laughs> um, if you've ever wanted to start a podcast, uh, I would say join us. It's a free workshop. doesn't cost you anything. You can ask questions. Um, I'm just going to walk you through how I do my podcasts and how I do them on a budget please join me on November 17th and you can register at yogateachersaid.com.